Hello, dear listener. This is the host of the Call Me By Your Game podcast, Connor McCabe, here to just give you a little introduction for the episode that you're about to listen to today. Uh, Coming to your feed right here is co-op episode four, all about Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 remake. This is a part of the co-op series, which is a a monthly series that I do on Patreon, where I sit down with a group of people, uh, and we discuss a game that we loved, or we just played, or whatever. It's basically an overview episode on uh, generally a single game at a time. This is a monthly bonus podcast uh, for for certain tiers on our Patreon, Um, but we're starting to release these every so often uh, out onto the free feed so that hopefully, you know, even if you're not a patron, you can check them out. Now, this is an old one, but a goodie. This is from three years ago uh, when we, uh, you know, this game had just come out, the Tony Hawk 1 Plus 2 remake. We played it. We absolutely loved it. I haven't even gone back to play it yet, and I kind of think I want to, and I bet after listening to this, I'll feel like it as well. Uh, but on this episode, I am joined by Joan Ford, Jeremy Schmidt, and Jacques Maladou, three of my favorite people to talk about video games with. Uh, and anyway, I just hope you enjoy the episode. The audio quality isn't the greatest, so please forgive uh, just like the, the sort of like, cri- not crispiness, but the clunkiness of the audio. Uh, but either way, I think you're gonna enjoy what you hear. So without further ado, please enjoy co-op episode four, all about Tony Hawk's one plus two remake. Au revoir. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Not just any Call Me By Your Game. This is a co-op episode. And if you're listening, you are a special, special patron, or this happens to be part of the preview that we cut out for our regular feed. But welcome to the show. Uh, Just to catch everyone up to speed, if you were a fan of the show and are coming out of some sort of like cryogenic chamber, this is for you. Uh, if you didn't know, a Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes are a roundtable style discussion podcast where I hear from a group of people about their experience with a particularly impactful game. Uh, we dive into what feeling and ex- feelings and experiences are shared, what differences in enjoyment there are, and what about the game remains truly special to our guests. Uh, like I said, this is a little different from a typical episode of Call Me By Your Game, where I interview one person at a time. So here we focus on more what was shared and what was special to each of us and see what overlaps we might have. Um, so this should be pretty freaking fun this is co-op episode four so welcome i am your host connor mccabe um if you're listening to the show uh there's a high chance um that you didn't uh somehow steal it from some magic way people can do that online you're a patron so thank you so much uh you're a part of the dj toad tier it means the world that you're here um this is your monthly episode for the month that we're gonna have way more fun stuff coming for you down the road if you happen to have not 
rate and reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Let us know something you like. I've got a goal to get up to 30 reviews by the end of the year. and We've got 20 right now. So, hey, we'll see how that goes. Um, if you have any questions you want or experiences you want to share about this game, feel free to email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com or heck, shoot me any sort of thoughts you might be having. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but that's the end of the housekeeping. I will go ahead and do what makes this a co-op episode and introduce my three fantastic guests, three of my favorite people in the world and three people I've been able to uh, stay in touch with during, you know, uh, while I say during quarantine, I mean, this is just our lives now. Um, so first, please welcome Christ Air legend, badass of school two and six score setter, Joan Ford. Welcome back, Joan. Hi, thanks for having me back, Connor. Hey, it's so good to have you. Uh, famously, we you know the mm. the the word has traveled across the land. You joined me for the Ducktales episode. Uh, you know, back when I think we used to record on like ZenCaster. So that's yes, that's I remember you mentioning the word Zen. I st I don't still don't know what ZenCaster is, but I do <laughs> remember you saying the word ZenCaster and being like, I don't. Back then, I didn't know what it was either. See, so, you know, yeah. It, it's okay. It was so traumatic that we don't even remember what it was called, but we yeah. made it through. Um, I'm so happy to have you back. We'll talk to you uh, a little more about and learn a little bit more about you soon, but I want to welcome our next guest. This is Manuel Prodigy, Venice Beach regular, and Rodney Mullen understudy, Jacques Molyneux. Welcome back, Jacques. Wow. Thank you. Uh, what an honor to be an understudy for Rodney Mullen. What a legend. Uh <laughs> How disappointing when you get me instead of Rodney Mullen, though. Like, you show up for him, and then I'm the one who comes on. Yeah, uh, like, well, Rodney had to call out today. He had a little stomach <laughs> issue, and uh, this is this, is, this guy might know how to skateboard. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I can, I can roll around. I can't ollie, but... Hey, we'll take yeah. a roll. We're all going to be doing a little bit of rolling on this show. Um, it's so good to have you, Jacques. Thank you. Uh, of course, famous for the Super Mario 64 episode of Call Me By Your Game. Um, yeah. And one of the last yeah. video ones we ever did back when we could still do that. Um, uh, it's good I watched to have that you. video. What'd you I say? watched that video again recently. Oh, and it great. was like, uh, not only was it like, oh, Connor, good to see Connor. I was also in a lot better shape then. And it was like, it was You're clearly visible in the video because you yeah. can't go to a gym anymore. And I was just like, oh, I used to look okay. Yeah, I, you're not alone. First off, I would like to say I think you look fantastic, but I do know the feeling. I've recently been trying to get back into shape myself. It's very difficult, um, but uh, we'll talk to you a little more soon. But finally, we'll introduce our final guest of the episode. Please welcome longboard agnostic, gap conqueror, and melon monster, Jeremy Schmidt. Hello, sir. Hello, Connor. I'm... Uh... Getting older all the time, but feeling younger in my mind. Are those have those words ever been more true? Have they ever been more true? I would say no. I think never more true than in this current moment. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back, buddy. Of course, famously Absolutely. the producer of this show. Uh, so you're going to get to listen to this not once, not twice, but potentially three times if you decide to listen to it after you edit it for us. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have you, Jeremy. It's good to have all three of you. I also realized I stacked the show with 
three J's. You're all mm-hmm. J names here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Triple J. I, Famously, I the three J's. The three yeah. J's, uh, <laughs> yes. of course, <clears throat> which is, you know, that's going to be the, it's going to be the secret sauce of the show. But mm-hmm. it's so great to have all three of you. Uh, uh, you have all been such wonderful guests. Of course, Jeremy, famous for the Final Fantasy VII episode. I think that was famous. the last video uh, accompaniment that we got to do um, for for this podcast. But it's great to have you all. I do want to kind of catch up with everybody first. Um, Joan, I know we got to say hi earlier uh, how have you been? How else might people know you? I obviously, we know each other through the comedy Sh- community and th- still get to see each other through the occasional Zoom improv show, but yeah, yeah what do you want to share? Uh, uh, things are, you know, as normal as they can be in uh, COVID. I'm doing okay. I, I, I have a job that makes me happy. It's nice to be, it's nice to be working. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, you might know me from, I'm on, uh, I've written for like shows like Thundercats Roar and DC Superhero Girls, which you can watch on Cartoon Network, or I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch as uh, Joan Haley Ford. I do a lot of stuff on Twitch now, so I, I don't really do video game stuff on Twitch, but hey, if you listen to a video game it's podcast, you might be into and know of Twitch, so like check out my Twitch ch- ch- Twitch channel sometime. Hell yeah, you do some great stuff. Uh, you do some stuff with uh, you know not not someone who's been a guest on the show, but who still holds a special place in my heart. K Raft. Yes. I think she's gonna she'd be a hard guest for the show because she has made it clear she makes it clear that she hates video games. She's not a gamer girl, so you gotta have her on, Connor. You gotta have her. <laughs> I don't know what her game would be. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think. I'll let that happen naturally if it's ever supposed to happen. Uh, but she's still one, you know, you, that's, I think it's a lesson that you don't got to like video games to be a wonderful person. That's true. Um, it just helps. <laughs> I thought I, I was like, I have yes. a game. I, the other, the, we went on like a little like quarantine, like girls trip a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I have a game that I think you're going to like. And I, it was, um, have you played house flipper, the house flipper game? No. Um, it's a game where you like restore and you flip houses. It's like, it, yeah. I was like, you'll love this. And she did not go for it. She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you wouldn't even touch it. I'm not playing this. Uh, well, you know, Joan, uh, as you know, on behalf of people who enjoy video games like yourself, I have to say thank you for trying. Uh, it's always worth the effort. And hey, who knows what's going to be the game that breaks through to Kate? Um, I don't know. We'll find it. We'll find it. We will. Um, I also would love to know from you, Joan, have you been playing anything recently? I know you've been working. Have you had time for games? I haven't. I've actually been playing a lot of stuff recently. Ooh. We, when I, I got a new job and like I, I splurged a little because I could. So I got... I got a PlayStation VR and I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with Iron Man VR. It's like it's like literally like on work breaks. I'm like I have 45 minutes to play and it takes it takes like 20 minutes to boot up. So like I get to fly around <laughs> for like 20 minutes. So I've been playing I've been playing Iron Man VR a lot, which I love. Um, I've also been playing. Um, I got. I wanted to play like a scary game for the, for October mm-hmm. uh, for the spooky month. So I got um, I read a lot of I got a lot of recommendations for Subnautica, and I've been loving that. Okay, interesting. I don't know of that game. Uh, what what's it, what's it, what's going on there? It's a survival game where like the starting point is just you're like your your escape pod from your spaceship crash lands on a planet that's 
all ocean and it's just like a survival game it's just like that's and like it's just like you swimming away from like legit like scary sea monsters oh that sounds scary i see resident it's pretty scary resident scary game freak jeremy schmidt's nodding his head jeremy do you have you played love this it. Aware of this love it played it loved it i think it's a yeah. great it's a great halloween pick joan that's perfect thank you i appreciate that coming from from you I'm <laughs> also uh joan you had a great uh thps tweet recently i believe oh, it yes. had something to do with wanting to uh cut the soundtrack and just play escape from the city from Sonic. oh yes you can do i did because i mean i, I this will get into like you know i don't want to like front load but this will get in, like into my but i'm i'm very used to playing uh tony hawk by like Either, either like, oh, like eliminating all the songs and just playing uh, the Goldfinger song, which I love. <laughs> um, which I originally, uh, do you remember the movie Kingpin? I originally found that song on the Kingpin soundtrack, but that's a tangent. Um, but I would also just like, I would also just like put in my own soundtrack, and I fe- figured out now you could just do it if, on the PS4. You could just do that with your Spotify. You can just play your Spotify playlist over it. So it's like. This I was just like when it hit me, I was like, "This is the the best idea I've ever had to play Escape Sonic to Escape from the City over Tony Hawk." It's just like, oh my god, it just like feels too right. It feels too perfect. Yeah. These two, yeah, I've I've seen the face of God, and it, I, I I'll never I'll never be happy again. How could I? You gotta follow Joan on Twitter for that kind of stuff. I mean, what a you great idea. You don't miss the Papa Roach song, or <laughs> you're okay yeah, with that? Surprisingly, uh, I mean, you know, surprisingly, if there's one thing that could uh, clear Papa Roach from my mind, it's Escape from the City, City Escape. <laughs> Amazing! Nice. It is kind of the uh, the cure all Escape from the City. Is, yes. So that makes sense. Well. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for being back. Uh, we'll thank get you for to me. talk to you so much more as we move forward. Um, I do also want to hear from the Rodney Mullen understudy himself, Jacques Molyneux. How have you been? What's going on? And um, what are you playing recently? What's been, you know, itching that game bone of yours? Um, yeah, I've been scratching my game bone with Hades. <laughs> I'm so sorry uh, for saying it like that, but uh, but great to hear. Yeah, no, um, my game bone has been like really like throbbing to Hades. It's so fun. It's I'm like, so uh, I think it's like myself now, even further. <laughs> <laughs> but Hades, uh, uh, this is the game that's taken the world by a storm. It's not undeserved. It, the characters are so good and the gameplay is really fun. And it's like, it's, it's really original, even though it seems like it's not in some ways. Uh, it's, it's the progression system is really satisfying. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I like it's really like a fresh take on mythology. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's a so it's it's a, like a dungeon crawling roguelike, correct? Correct. And it's like you play the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape because your dad's an asshole, and the gods are like helping you, and they all have like really fun personalities. They're all like twists on themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, you can bribe them, and you can you get gifts from them, and they get mad, and you can pet uh, Cerberus. did jeremy did you pitch this to jacques on the bloodborne episode or am i crazy i well i think jacques was already 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 bought it and downloaded it but he hadn't started it okay exactly yeah so i was just so 
enamored with it and just continue, like still pitching him on it, even though he's like, okay, I got it. I already bought it. I'm going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Chance, when he listened uh, to the Bloodborne episode, was like, yeah, I bought Hades right after. After hearing Jeremy talk about it, he was like, <laughs> he was like oh, I have to like play this game. Is that just how you, you know, like humble brag to your friends with Chance the Rapper? <laughs> I knew nice. it. Yeah. Always Way to name that. drop. One second, it's yeah, like, sorry, and it's uh, Godzilla. You know, um, <laughs> also famously, I know I've I've probably said this on my regular show before talking about this game, but friend of this show, uh, who was the guest for the Mist episode, Courtney Venez, is a voice actor on that uh, on that game. Uh, she does cool. the voice of Aphrodite, and then I want to say one other character, but. Yeah, so shout out to you, Courtney, a mock, mm-hmm. another mock person, as Joan and I both are. Yes, yeah, because I'm playing Hades, and when I saw, I saw her post about it, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, how it's so cool! I th- and she's been doing some streams too, and I think it's been she's been having a lot of fun with that. So it's just it's really cool to see. Um, anything besides Hades that's been getting you lately? Hmm. I've been, uh, I've still been playing a bunch of Bloodborne because mm. when I did the podcast with Jeremy, I learned a lot about what the game was about that I didn't know before. <laughs> uh, it got to the point at first it was kind of embarrassing and I was like, oh, I don't remember that. And then I just started agreeing with stuff because so I didn't sound as pathetic. <laughs> and then uh, now I'm like going back and playing stuff and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah I get it. So that game is so good. I still love that. Um, it was really fun playing the game we're going to talk about today these past few days again to prepare. Um, yeah, I think that's mainly it, unless I'm forgetting something. I love it. Uh, and we yeah. haven't, I don't even know if I've said today, have we said what game we're talking about today at all? Just in case I haven't, because that happens to me on most of the time I host a show. Uh, today's uh, topic is going to be the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake uh, that was, you know came out this year. I think now I'm thinking we did talk about that. But yeah, um, Lastly, but not leastly, uh, maybe even quite beastly, Jeremy Schmidt, how you doing, buddy? Uh, when I say how you're doing, it's weird because I communicate with you almost on a daily basis because we're, you know, doing this running super NPC radio together. Um, but how have you been and what are you what are you playing, buddy? Doing great. Playing um all playing only scary stuff this month because I love scary stuff and uh, some scarier than others. Like I just beat the original Luigi's Mansion for the first time, Congrats. and like that was really adorable. And I just love the aesthetic of like a, a sort of hocus pocusy Halloween. And now I'm into playing Resident Evil Seven, which is a more gritty, disgusting Halloween uh, type vibe. And I'm, I'm loving that. It's so nasty, especially <laughs> that one because it's all swamp aesthetic oh. and. Uh, Sort of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe, kind of thing. Okay. The zombies all talk like, "Hey, hey, yeah, welcome to the Bayou." No, literally, cool. yeah. They're 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 so I far. Like I haven't that. even met zombies. I've just met a family who is stalking you. All the mm-hmm. members of the oh, family yeah. are. So there's the 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 mom who's like, Meh. and like the dad who's like, uh, I think he's played by the guy from Fargo, who's not Steve Buscemi, but the other. Guy. Oh, Peter, Peter Strummer. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think he's in that game. Um, at least cool. he looks just like him. Joan, are you a Resident Evil person? You know what? I am not. Me but neither. 
I have been, I've been talking to my friends who do have PS, PlayStation VR. I'm like, I want a scary game. And they've been recommending the, the, the Resident, there is a Resident Evil like remake in VR that I, that is supposedly really good and really scary. And I'm thinking about picking that up before the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, apparently Resident Evil 7 has a VR version yes. of it. And I've heard unanimously people start that game and then they, they take turn it off because it's like too scary and it's like oh i don't yeah. have a vr it'd be great to great to play something that's too scary <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely you know something a little like you know after you you get pretty used to those five nights at freddy's after the first couple yeah. scares <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally Sorry to get us off track, Jeremy. Um, but uh, anything else you've been enjoying? I, you, I know I don't know if I even I don't even know where I cut you off, pal. What do you What do you want to say? You didn't cut me off at all. That's mm. all I had to say. Just I, I scary games. I, I'm running out of time, so it's you know we got about ten days, and you know I'm yeah. And then I'm, all the scary uh, games go away. They go back. <laughs> yeah. They go back yeah. to their graves to come out next October. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I really do cram them in. Games. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving games. Yeah. All the, the 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 turkey adventure trilogy yeah. games. Yeah. The yeah. the NES uh, planes, trains, and automobile is actually pretty great. <laughs> is that really a game? Oh no, no. Oh, that's I wish it was. That was. I mean, that was like prime time for like just anything, any movie being turned to a game. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so there could have definitely been one. I mean, they made Home Alone a game, so I I mean, it's not too far off, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. That's fun. Um, um, also, I want to say just while we're on the scary Halloweeny subject, uh, two things I want to say. One is a thing, and one is something I'll point out. The first thing is that I got some Halloween decorations at CVS today. You know, with ten days to go, so mm-hmm. I got a couple, two little bags of that uh, stretchy uh, uh, cobweb stuff, and and um, and then I also got two little pumpkins that light up, but they're like plastic jack o' lanterns. So. You know, I'm really not one who's ever, I'm trying to, I'm like obviously faking my way into Halloween this year. I like want to be a part of it so bad and, and it's so lonely, but I like, I'm even like, I Googled yesterday the words Dracula costume because <laughs> I was like, you know what? What if I just dressed up as a very basic Dracula? That could be fun. Um, so that's just something I wanted to share. And the second mm-hmm. was for the that. listener- you, the, you can't see this right now, but Joan has some cool uh, outline yes. stencil type decorations on her cabinets. So thank you for yeah, doing Yeah, they're that. like, oh, no problem. Yeah, they're like these old school. Um, we went to, actually, Kate and I went to a, uh, went on a little field trip to the the Halloween store in Burbank that's open, that's open like all year. But like they have a bunch of these like very cool, like old school uh, Halloween decorations. And I got, oh. I was like, yeah, I think you got to kind of like, cause we're not going to get it outside of the house. So we should, we should bring it, bring it home, bring it into the house. Oh, I love that. That um, I might, I'm definitely going to do a Google and look that up. Cause I really love those designs and anything that's like old schooly and nostalgic for decorations. Uh, it really hits me in the right spot. So yeah, um, yeah but uh, it was so nice to catch up with each of you. Um, why don't we freaking dive in to this podcast? How low can you go? Death Row? What a brother know once again back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannable D. Public enemy number one, five, four, six, three. And I got young. 
Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake, which actually the the official name is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, but I think it's easier to call it Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake, uh, is a skateboarding video game and full remake compilation comprised of every level from the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skater titles originally developed by Neversoft. Uh, this game was developed by Vicarious Visions and published by Activision for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on September 4th, 2020, which I don't know if uh, the three of you remember that weekend very well, uh, but <laughs> it was like, that was that really hot weekend where it was like 118 degrees in Los Angeles and we yeah. set a record. So yeah. I, I'm wondering, I, I was just, all I did that weekend was like try to hide in the cool and just play this video game. That was like the yeah, perfect. I installed a second. I installed a second air conditioner in my bedroom. Like so, I had a window unit and then <laughs> this like big external thing with a hose going out the window. Yes. Um, and it got it down to like a cool eighty degrees. <laughs> oh, that's chilly that weekend. Oh man. Uh, yeah. It, all I remember is just being really miserable, but but making it through thankfully. Um, and also, this is the first major game in the series since Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five in 2015. Have any of you played uh, that game at all? The f- I never have touched it. No, no, no way, never. Yeah, my I feel like my like I like had a sharp drop off from Tony Hawk Pro Skater, mm-hmm. like not past like the PS2 era. Yeah, like this is like my first like first coming back to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, same pretty much for me. And that's a no from you two as well. No, no Tony Hawk five. Mm-mm. Okay. No, and, and no, and I would never. Okay. Good to know. Jeremy's <laughs> on the record folks. Uh, this game is actually the third remaster of the first two games in the series following Tony Hawk two X, which was uh, released for the Xbox in 2001, which was essentially just the first two games uh, slightly uh, with slightly better graphics, and also Pro Skater HD, which came out in 2012. I also didn't play either of those. Joan, didn't you, did you say you played 2X? 2X was how because I I never had the I never had a I didn't have like a PlayStation One, uh, but we had an Xbox, so that's how I initially played the I, uh, whatever the first the 2X was how I got introduced to the series. Awesome, that's what I I had like a. A slight there. I knew there was a memory of us, our discussion, and you saying that. So yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure I asked. And I like, I honestly had to like jog my memory to remember that Mm -hmm. because I think I was just like, yeah, I played one and two, and then I had to like go back and be like, oh, they never released one and two standalones for the Xbox. Yeah, Uh, uh, but I, in fact, I don't even think I knew this had ever released before. And this is also a good time, I think, for me to not that it matters, but. Originally, for the longest time, as as I know Joan will know for sure, uh, I was planning on doing a Tony Hawk 2 episode just on the original Tony Hawk 2. But once this game came out, I was like, you know what? This podcast, the co-op version has kind of become like a recent games uh, mm-hmm. podcast for the most part, not exclusively so. Uh, so I made a pivot. Uh, so thank you for bearing with me, everybody. Um Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, this game we're talking about today, was announced on May 12th, 2020 by Activision and was developed using Unreal Engine 4. 
according to Vicarious Visions studio head Jen O'Neill, the studio obtained Neversoft's originally original handling code and layered on the code to modernize the handling as well as consulting former employees. None of that I really understand besides the consulting former employees. Uh, I just feel like I said handling code and code handling and voila, we understand what it means. Um, uh, it's like a, uh, it's like they put like a beautiful skin on top of the game that was already there. Ah, yeah. beautiful skin. Yeah. A beautiful yeah, like skin. Cut- <laughs> just yeah. lovely. They they were already lovely bones, so they just needed a yes. beautiful skin. <laughs> <laughs> Love lovely bones. Yeah. I'm the, glad um, they didn't put a mysterious skin onto right. these lovely bones. <laughs> uh, uh, the original, like that, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster, HD remaster that came out for the 360, uh, that game, like, famously, I think they tr- maybe built it from the ground up because mm. I remember playing that for, like, two seconds, and it, like, just famously, like, doesn't feel good. It just, like, oh, does not yeah. feel right. It doesn't feel right. like how you want it to feel. And that's what makes this game very different and very yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's like, uh, we'll get into it, I'm sure. That's one of my big bullet points that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, it's like, that's half of, if not like three quarters of what makes these games and this one in particular great. Um the team ended up redoing all of the art assets for the game's original uh, for the game's 19 levels in order to prepare, prepare it for 4K resolution, but otherwise stayed true to the original games. Uh, most of the licensed songs from the first two games return, and 37 new tracks were added to the game. Uh, I would have said there was like 10 new tracks added because I felt like I heard the same stuff all the time, but. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Um, all of the pro skateboarders from the original two games have returned on this remaster, having been aged up, and it also includes several new and younger pro skateboarders and may or may not include secret playable characters. Uh, and by may or may not, I mean it does. Uh, yeah, so that's just the history and context of this brand new game that we're talking about today. Was there anything that any of you three felt like sharing that was important, something that I didn't list because I don't know a ton about this. This happened so fast. I remember hearing about the, you know, like I said, it was announced May 12th, 2020. And it was suddenly like we woke up one day and we were getting a Tony Hawk one and yeah. two master. It took me by surprise. Does anyone remember hearing about that and, and any excitement you felt or anything you want to share? I felt like it was very like fitting for this year or like it's, it was something we need, we need this year. I feel like there's been a big mm-hmm. appetite for kind of like uh, obvious reasons for throwback games this year. What with, you know, be it like old, like, you know, new spins on old titles like animal crossing or, you know, just complete remasters or re-releases like the, the 3d Mario collection. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's just like, I think like, you know, like we could all st- like stand like a little like nostalgia trip we could all stand a little like let's go back to like you know let's go back to like 2001 a little bit uh oh. so so i just remember being like yeah it's yeah that's, that feels right it's, it's the good it's time for it's time for this absolutely anybody else remember remember where you were when uh i remember uh just because you know i love like podcasts and whatnot like tony hawk started showing up as a guest on podcasts (laughs) that i thought like he just shouldn't be on for example like hollywood handbook and this was like before yeah Yeah, so he's a guest on hollywood handbook and he like does a great job it's a good episode but it's like uh this is before the game got announced and i remember thinking like 
I wonder if something's going on with Tony Hawk. Like, why is <laughs> yeah. he showing up and all this stuff? And it's it's to get. It's almost like his marketing team was like, you need to start getting your face and your voice mm-hmm. out there again because we're gonna right. we're gonna push yeah. this game pretty hard. Yeah, July. Anything from you? July. Uh, J- July, Jacques. I was thinking about July. 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 Miranda July is here. Well, it's a fourth J on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, July was supposed to be on this episode, but couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, I filled in for July. So just so everyone knows who the scrub is. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jacques, I'm so sorry. Uh, Anything anything you remember? Um, I remember just being excited when I heard about it. I remember like almost going to Taco Bell for the first time in years because you could get yes. the demo early oh. if you got the combo. And I was like, am I going to do this? Like, oh. uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but that's perfect. Like that's like, like getting Taco Bell and then playing, like getting a, like a Crunchwrap Supreme and playing and a Baja Blast and playing Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. Like <gasps> Jesus Christ, take my soul back to 2001. Why don't yeah. you? Seriously. I like you, Jared, I like you talking about how it was like that sweet 2000, 2001 era. It was very like pre 9-11 vibes i think yes you know it was like the world was like really happy like nothing bad was going to happen and everything was like really good yeah that that 2001 okay so 2001 was definitely my summer i'm sorry if i'm go i'm going off but no, please my do. 2000 2001 was definitely my like tony hawk summer like and I re- like the I super associate Tony, like Tony Hawk pro skater with Shrek. Like those two things, those two cultural touchstones are like super fused in my mind. It's like, yeah, you go like you got like you go to see Shrek and then you get home and you play Tony Hawk. Like that was my summer. Uh, you know what I will say that ties the two together in my mind uh, is the soundtrack on Shrek is just so memorable too. That's like. That was like yes. when Smash Mouth arrived. I would yes, because that was one of the CDs. That's because, uh, the, and then also uh, like Shrek did show up as a char- as like a playable character in one of the later games. Oh, yeah. It was just meant to be. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. I'm also so disappointed it took until co-op episode four of this podcast. Uh, we've done like forty five or something episodes of my regular one to mention Shrek. It's I'm not proud of it, but it's, <laughs> it's just it's just the facts, folks. Uh, yeah. I, someone maybe someone's game one day will be that Todd McFarlane designed Shrek game for for the Xbox. That is all I can oh. hope for. <laughs> Googling uh, now. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a there's a Shrek there's a def, there's a Shrek Xbox game where uh, ever all like it was all designed by like Todd McFarlane or something. It was like Todd McFarlane or his like I don't uh, yeah. Just look it up. Oh my gosh! Oh my God. That deserves its own podcast. Wow. It's incredible. Um, yeah, that's wild. I because uh, I did you know like when I do the uh, I always share about myself on the regular episodes because I can't help but talking about myself. But these episodes I also use as a chance to talk about these games that I love. So I'll be sharing today too, listener. So get freaking used to it. Um, but I remember when this happened. Uh, and it was kind of a similar thing to exactly what Joan was sharing, which is kind of what I felt about this whole year is that like, as the world continues to crumble more and more each day, which like, if you would have told us that back in March, that we would be feeling the way we do today, we would have probably gone even crazier, but, um, it was like, oh yeah, the world must be ending because we got the, we got a remaster of the first two Tony Hawk games. We got a final fantasy seven remake, new animal crossing and the Mario 3d collection. We're going down. 
sort of thing. Um, but hey, at least we got these at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, um, but so that's pretty much how I felt. I think, Jeremy, I, and you know I love to brag when I make a correct prediction, but I think this was part of my predictions for the for the year was like, yeah. hey, we're going to get some sort of Tony Hawk thing, uh, yep. which was just pulling, you know, just I didn't know anything. I was just pulling crap out of my booty. Well, and like, you know, it, you could have predicted we would have got a Tony Hawk thing and it would have totally sucked and been not memorable. And that wouldn't have been a hard prediction necessarily. Yes. But you <laughs> predicted like the out the outcome of that prediction ends up being something very rewarding. It's like it's like kind of in a, a masterpiece in a way. So good on you predict more good stuff <laughs> yeah i'll try i'll i'll try and you know only only video game stuff nothing good for the world uh but yeah that's that's pretty much the game history and context um but and before we dive into even more discussion about this game i do want to hear quickly from each of you or not that quickly i say quickly just because i forgot to sh- tell you this was coming but i'd love to know from each of you your history with the series up until this point, um, because I think that obviously informs our enjoyment of these games. Joan, why don't we start with you since we were already sort of touching on it? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I've already covered it. it was, I associated with Shrek. Um, no, I <laughs> I got this. It's uh, it was like yes, yeah, summer of two thousand one. Um, I never had an Xbox. But my brother had an Xbox, so I like played it on. So we he, he got the game, and then like basically just like my entire family got like super into it for one summer um it was very it was it was very fun uh that we like all kind of like like uh we're all kind of like playing at the same time and like it was like constant like i don't know if like who had siblings but like you would kind of like be fighting over who would like get the who would get the xbox who would get like because we we always wanted to be like the first one to beat a level or or accomplish a goal so like that was like very much one of those games for us we were always like being like no like like getting mad at each other if like (laughs) someone beat a level before uh before us but yeah i also remember like it was i played it on my xbox i would do that thing and with including this uh with the original xbox like you could you could like put in your CDs and then like rip them to the hard drive. And then that's how you build playlists that played over your song, your, your video games. So in addition to like the soundtrack, which I do fucking love, like the, that like Goldfinger song is like one is like, like when I started, when, when I booted up this, this game and like the Goldfinger song kicked in, I like, I lost my mind. I was like, Oh God, this is like, this is just such like a memory trigger. But, uh, but like, I also remember, I I really distinctly remember it playing with like just a weird collection of like movie soundtracks and like weird Al songs playing over it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, did you have, did you play I know you were sort of saying after the PS2 era, you didn't, play the series really at all after 2x did you play any more i did play some of the other, I, like i definitely play some of the other games i can only like remember them by like what like the unlockable characters were so like i definitely remember playing the one where you could unlock shrek and i definitely <laughs> remember playing the one where you could re- unlock Django fett but oh. other than that, that those are like my only like lasting memories of those games that you could yeah that it was like they they kind of like all the unlockable characters kind of became like like movie commercials like yes. be it for like star wars episode 2 or shrek 2 or whatever 
Uh, I love the some of those early unlockables too. I Django Fett got me real excited. Yeah, so Darth Maul was fun too. I was. That's all right. It. I forgot Maul was in there. Yes. Yeah, and maybe even the same game. I don't know for sure. Um, did you ever go through a skateboarding phase in your life? This is a question that's coming at everybody. By the way, no, I, I've, I've never, I, I never learned how to balance on a skateboard. I still don't know. I, I mean, I, of course, I still don't know. It's not something you learn instinctually, like just by accident. So yes. no, never went through a skateboarding phase. Um, it would be cool if I did, but I didn't. Hey, skateboarding's really hard, so no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, uh, Jacques Molyneux, what's a little bit of your history with this series? Yeah, um, I really associate this game with when I got my first TV. Like my, I I got a TV. Oh, cool! Because there was this internet scam where there was this site called Visitalk that had this whole deal where if you like recommended enough people, they'd give you Amazon gift certificates. <laughs> and I like made up all these fake accounts and got six hundred dollars in Amazon gift certificates. <laughs> and so I got a twenty-seven inch oh. TV and a DVD player. Uh, oh my and then god! It was like right at the same time that I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater which I was a little late to, like people at school were talking about it. And I was like really excited and I got it. And then I remember it was like a little bit before Tony Hawk 2 came out. Mm. I remember getting the Tony Hawk 2 demo. Mm. Um, like you had to get some magazine that I got at a drugstore and it included the Tony Hawk 2 demo. You also um, scammed the drugstore into getting it. <laughs> yeah, I stole it. I, I stole it so. from the drugstore clearly. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was like so awesome. I like had my TV in my room so I could like, I have older siblings and stuff. So it was like, Oh, you can you can have the family TV. I'll be over here, like playing Tony Hawk all day, and then of course, like my brother wanted to play Tony Hawk too, so he, yeah, you know, joined me. Um, but yeah, it was so great. <laughs> it was I like I I definitely played the first one when it came out for PlayStation, and played the second one a ton. I played three. I played four. I don't remember. I know I played Underground. I don't know if I played Underground two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't Not think. Sure. But I I, I love it either. Though. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, have you, have these been games that you've revisited, uh, throughout the years or has it kind of been a while since you've tonied it up? No, I'm, I'm just like Jeremy where I got the remastered for, I think 360. And I remember I, I played it for like, or Wii or something. And I like played it for like 15 minutes after spending $40 or whatever. And I was oh. just like, nah, nah, I'm good. This is terrible. <laughs> it was like it, it just it just felt so wrong yeah. you like played it and you were like no nah, i don't like this uh, I'm, no. I'm sorry to hear it but you know you're not alone of course um well uh jeremy schmidt what about yourself my friend when did your uh, enjoyment of this series start yeah um i so i moved from california where i had lit like was born and like lived until i was like in middle school i moved to texas and uh, I was so fucking depressed. Like, I, my, I remember, like, my hormones had just started to, like, change. And my body started to change. And then I had, like, no friends. I was, like, a crazy loser. And I, uh, I think my parents bought me a PS1 just to be, like, they're, like, throwing something at the problem. Like, maybe he'll like this and maybe this will make him feel better. Great and, great uh, choice by them. I mean, that was yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> I was not complaining. I was psyched about it. Um, so I got this PS1. I think I got a PS1 the year Tony Hawk 2 came out. Okay. So what I did was I rented the hell out of the first game, but I never owned the first game. Mm. But I got the second game for, like, Christmas that year. 
Okay. And played the hell out of that. So those two games are very memorable to me. Um, but this, Jack, I don't know. You didn't answer. Like, did you did you uh, skateboard at IRL? Oh, no, no. I have, like, a terrible sense of balance. Like, okay. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I remember I tried, like, once and just fell immediately. And people were like, oh, that's common. You can get back on. And I was just like, no. Yeah, no way. <laughs> so, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, um, this, like, Tony Hawk, the game became, like, a lifestyle for me. <laughs> like, I then got really into skateboarding, and I started to find a community of people through skateboarding. It was, like, my way in. And with that came the music and, like, the attitude and, like, the... <laughs> and, and then I think... And right then, you have Jackass coming into the, yeah. the fray. Oh, yeah. And it just... It all creates this beautiful sort of uh, moment that I remember feeling really, like, uh, lost when that all crashed down and that, that no longer was cool anymore. Um, so did the world, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'll tell you though it is so great to revisit both jackass and tony hawk <laughs> uh and 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 just to kind of learn like oh these things like uh unlike a lot of things i liked when i was a kid aren't like huge problems like uh mm -hmm. tony hawk's like a really great guy and johnny knoxville's like a good guy <laughs> and like um and uh oh, Chara's a good guy uh yeah okay so <laughs> tony hawk one and two though they miss Bam Margera barely. So Bam comes in in the third game, which I think to me is like a, uh, I, I count that as a win for these these first did, two games. Wait, did Bam, did something happen? What happened with Bam? I, for, I forget. I, no, I don't he's, know either. I think he's fine. Oh, he's, I, think I think he's, oh, he's fine. fine. He's fine. Okay. I thought, oh. I, thought you, I thought you were saying Bam got canceled. Jeremy. No, I don't think he got Bam. canceled. No, I just think that he's sort of like, um, I uh I think he's just people think he's, he's like kind of just sour. a shithead. Yeah, he's like a sour guy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um yeah. but uh but I'll I'll say that uh earlier this year and I don't even know what possessed me to do. I think just quarantine was getting me blue. I and I was looking for something active to do. I actually went online and I bought a skateboard again. Yes. <laughs> uh and so this thing I bought earlier ended up paying off and that like skateboarding kind of came back a little bit. Like it had a little bit of a moment. So, uh, yeah, if uh, any of you guys want to, like, uh, you know, pick up a board and learn in your uh, mid-30s here with me, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be out there on the streets just <laughs> rolling around. Can I ask, I want I do, I want to ask a follow-up question to Jock's story. <laughs> were, like, how old were you when you pulled that TV scam? And like, what did your parent, what did your family think when like a TV just showed up at your house for you? Um, yeah, so uh, I was 15 and um, I just like, I was like a little liar. I'll say like, <laughs> You little stinker. I was like, I was a bad liar. But uh, I just like remember telling my parents, I was like, yeah, you just had to give them four email addresses and they gave you a $10 gift certificate. And they were like, hmm, all right. I don't know if I believe that, but that's like good <laughs> enough. My mom would always joke that like the feds were going to come break into our house. Um, uh, it was like, I didn't tell them that it was like, oh no, I created 300 email addresses, registered 300 times, <laughs> did all this. Yeah. Like, and oh, I wasn't that's even. such a good scam. I know. I wasn't even so crafty. many hours to do that. Yeah. It, 
And I would even use my name. It'd be like jmoladu1 at email.com. jmoladu2 at email.com. jmoladu3. Oh and just like, it took a little while. How long while, did it th- take? Yeah. How many days? I probably, I probably, you mean doing the, uh, I, I probably spent like six or seven hours doing it. But that was like a hundred bucks an hour. But and then there was just one glorious day. Like me and my friends all did it. My group of asshole friends, we all did it. And there was just a day where like we started like, I guess calling each other. And it was like, uh, the gift certificates came in. The gift certificates came in because we didn't know if it was gonna happen. You know? Oh my! And it was right when I was like, in addition to video games, I was. Yeah, I was like getting into movies in a big way, and I was like, so I got a DVD player, and like, I remember just like, yeah, it was. It was really like, it was the beginning of the summer too. So it was like, oh, it was so good. So it's like a good, like, did you guys know the Disney movie Blank Check? That's, yes. what I'm in, oh, yeah. that's what I'm envisioning. Like you, like, like, I don't know if you had older <laughs> brothers, but just like guys yes. like bringing like, like cool, like, <laughs> like gadgets and equipments to your house while you look at your like, like snotty over, like older brothers real smugly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that, yeah, I do have little brothers. Yeah, it, it was that. It was exactly that. I love it. <laughs> uh, I think with the lesson for the listener is that scams good. Do them because uh, you'll yeah, get a freaking TV exactly. or DVD player. Yeah, uh, Jacques, I'm. I know you weren't 15 in this picture, but I'm just imagining the kid in the picture uh, that you sent us the other day. Uh, the Sega oh, winner, the Sega the champion, winner. Joan. <laughs> for you were context, a Sega champ. She was. Can you, Jock, you're going to have to tell us again about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have two older brothers who are like super into video games as well. So like I literally just, we had Nintendo my whole life, like as far as I can remember. And um, block, my local Blockbuster had this video game competition and mm-hmm. there was one for Sega Genesis and one for Super Nintendo in two different age groups. So I won for Genesis and one of my older brothers also won for Genesis. So there's this great picture of me at 10 years old, like holding this plaque uh, and I'm so little and wearing the biggest t-shirt of all time. Oh. Uh, and I have like really light blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so great though. We got two free rentals a week. Or we had four free rentals because my brother won too. Oh. Uh, so we had like a whole year, we had four free rentals a month. Shit. Wow. That's, that's, that's gold when you're that age. It was awesome. Uh, you were like, a, have you, um, you're like the wizard. Have you ever seen the movie The Wizard? I, I not only have seen the wizard, I'm friends with the actor who plays the wizard. What? 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 Fun fact also, yeah. How, How do you know uh, the wizard? <laughs> He's through a mutual friend. We even made a little short horror film together. Uh, oh. Really nice dude. Yeah. Called Doesn't really play video games. Heartbreaking to say. Oh, no. Uh, but, he do- but he does live in California. So, he has, so there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. California. California. <laughs> oh. Exactly. That's that is fantastic. Uh, I I think we should just make this the rest of this sh- episode about your friend, but that would be yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> for them and probably you. Um, yeah, uh, Jeremy. Uh, first off, thank you, thank you, Joan, for directing us back to that because I we definitely didn't dive into it enough. I just needed to know. I was like, that's such a fun because like I would have gotten if if like a TV showed up in my house, like my parents would have been like up my ass about it like yeah, where did yeah. you get this show us where yeah. you got it but i would have been <laughs> right, like how right. did, i just needed to, like yeah that would have like how how did you how did you swing that 
Oh. I'm the youngest of four, and they like just were like so much laxer when I was coming yeah. up, and they were just like, I don't know. I think they were used to me being kind of a little like not a bad kid, but like a little like Ske- whatever, like like a little Bart little Simpson, skier, yeah. little Bart Simpson, yeah, exactly. Uh, underachiever and proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, they. They didn't love it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, they weren't into it. My dad's like a lawyer and was just like, is this like going to cause a problem? Like, oh, yeah. God. Uh, but, but I still got to keep it. You know I think, what I mean? See, like, so it, I, I was the second oldest of six. So I think it, it's kind of the same trajectory where like if one of my, but like if I had done it at like, and if I had done it at 15, they would have been like real, like this is going right. back, explain to, to, uh, to us exactly how you got this. Exactly. Oh, yeah. If my sister, yeah. if it had happened to my sister, like she wouldn't have gotten away with it. Uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, this is only going to be the part one documentary looking into this, uh, this incredible thing you pulled off. Jacques. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I do want to return to you. However, um, I, you said it, it brought back the, the, you even got into skateboarding again this year. It, you- yeah. It brought back the need to shred. Of course it did. <laughs> did you, what, what else did you play the other games? Yeah. You know, I like every, literally, I think we all have the same experience of like, we kind of played the three and four and maybe underground. And then it gets, yeah. it gets so foggy. And to Joan's point, totally. I couldn't tell you a map. I couldn't tell you who else is in it. I just know that we got Darth Maul, Wolverine, <laughs> uh shrek Django fett i remember Django fett like i remember like his board hovering next to him yes yeah yes in the yeah. air i forgot yeah. about wolverine yeah wolverine i think three has wolverine and darth maul and four might have shrek and uh Django. i think okay. maybe i don't know oh um could google it but fuck it no way hey, let's just, no let's way just to guess know. yeah we're <laughs> no just gonna to throw it out there yeah um well I'll also dive into my, my history a little bit. I was trying to think recently of like how I actually got into the series and there was a brief, so there was a brief time where I went to this childcare provider uh, after school when I was like, I want to say in fourth grade and I remember it not liking it. And I remember the kid so it was like this, it was out of this mom's house that she ran this thing and she was pretty nice and made the best peanut butter sandwiches, just peanut butter. Uh, I remember being chunky peanut butter uh, and uh, chunky or crunchy. What's the word? <laughs> Which crunchy, one? Uh, crunchy. I, crunchy. Chunky sounds disgusting. <laughs> crunchy <laughs> peanut butter. She was really nice. Something about it didn't feel right. Yeah. Something about it wasn't right, but she she was really nice, but she had a kind of a mean son uh, and he was older than me, like three or four years older than me and like in junior high and I must have been in like fourth grade. But I remember really not liking this kid. He was mean. He also had a bad influence on me. I remember like uh, getting caught up in like bullying another kid there because of this other kid and it's something i look back on and i'm just like wow that is just really horrifying uh but uh i'm gonna pivot hard from the bullying and and remember the one (laughs) redeemable thing about that place was that they had video games that i had never played this was the first place that i ever played uh, a sega console at 
Um, so I remember playing some Sonic games, but they did have a Nintendo 64, which I had. And the two games that I really enjoyed that they had there were uh, NFL Blitz 2000, which is a game that I have nice. now and I love. Um, but most notably, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 on the Nintendo 64. Uh, I don't remember what happens after this point. It's all a blur. But somehow, I ended up, uh, when the Game Boy Advance came out, I got Tony Hawk 2 for the Game Boy Advance. I've definitely brought this game up before, but it is one of my all-time favorite Game Boy Advance games. If we ever do a Space Solace on Game Boy Advance, which we will, uh, Mm -hmm. folks, you just know I'm gunning for that game. Uh, (laughs) Eventually... I got caught up in adoring Tony Hawk 3, which is still my all-time favorite to this day. I played that on the GameCube uh, and then definitely played Tony Hawk 4 as well and Underground, kind of like all of you. And then that was pretty much it for me until coming back to this game. And at some point on eBay, I acquired... I I truly don't know when this was because it was before my uh, eBay problem days of today where I got Tony Hawk 1 and 3 on the N64, which Tony Hawk 3 on the N64 is kind of terrible. (laughs) It's really not good. Um, But 1 is the game that I've played the most, even though 2 is sort of objectively the best, but 3 happens to be my favorite. What is it really that is in your head? What little life that you had just died? I'm gonna be the one that's taking over. But yeah, we're back from our from our quick little break. Jeremy prompted me with the question. I'm going to try to answer that quickly before we dive into what makes Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remakes so great. Um, and Jeremy was asking me about my skateboarding phase because I asked all of you if you went through those. I went through three separate skateboarding phases in my life because of these games specifically. Uh, and I'm I'm like a, a mildly athletic person. I'm, I'm athletic in a lot of traditional sports ways, um, but nothing, but I'm never going to be the most athletic person out there. That being said, I was not coordinated for extreme sports and still am not, but I still got so into skateboarding that I tried my darndest. I, the first time I went through a real skateboarding phase was because of Tony Hawk three. I got a crappy skateboard from target. My parents were nice enough to get me. I learned how to ollie. I went through some other phase in, uh, my junior year of high school. I went through a skateboarding phase, which also happened to be the phase where I was like suddenly interested in the girls who liked boys who weren't like me at all. I'm still, I've always been the goody two shoes that you see today, but they were into like the skaters or the guys who play guitar in rock bands. But I wanted to be like that because that's what they liked. So that's when I learned how to pop shove it, which is still the only kickflip type move I can do. I can never actually kickflip. And then I went through another phase in college. And again, just like basically every time I've gone through a skateboarding phase, it's been me spending a month to like get comfortable on the board again, to even ride around and, and like barely ollie and barely shove it, and then that's the end of it. I also uh, push Mongo, which is like, I've been told is like how the police do it, so I'm really ashamed uh, that like I'm obviously, I'm like, I'm like a cop because I push the wrong way. Uh, 
But that's pretty much my skateboarding career. Now I do have a skateboard, Jeremy. So I would love to like just goof around and like spend some hours doing that. I have Dude. Eric Keppel's skateboard. You do? Left oh, it at my place wow. What a blast from the past name. Eric Koppel, uh, yes. famous uh, UCB turncoat. Uh, the yes. uh, Mikey, <laughs> Steven, Mikey Stevens also uh, skateboards. So we should, the three of us should go ride around and, you know, knock over a trash can or something. I would love to. We should ollie uh, an ollie a hydrant. Uh, yes. Something like that. A school bell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Grind a school bell. Wait, also, what makes that guy, what makes him a, a, a UCV turncoat? Uh, my buddy Eric Hoppel, he, he got, he spent like a year trying to get on Mod Night. And uh, uh, when he finally got on, uh, hated every second of it and quit six months in and then hey. moved from LA. Uh, moved away from LA and just, and just, uh, he, I remember he wrote, I mean, this is so used to be insider stuff, but he wrote Beth like this long email about how like he felt betrayed because they wanted him to pay for stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Love it. Yeah. I love, I love it so much. Yeah. Like when Seth Simons was coming out with all these articles, he like interviewed Eric Koppel at mm-hmm. one point. He's That's like, right. One of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eric's never, a big uh, Jack AM stand too. He loves Jack. Yeah, he loves. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah we we promoted. Uh, me and Eric have a podcast that we do together about movies, and we promoted that on Jack's show. Uh, I remember uh, when I was, but because of doing that podcast with Eric, I would always get all these questions from UCB people like. Oh, I see you're friends with Eric. You do a show with interesting. Okay. What was your stance on uh, Mod Night? You know, like, <laughs> hey, what team? What team? Do you know what team? What team was Jan? Mama. Mom, okay, okay. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm. I'm, just, I'm gonna cut myself off. Cause, yeah, we gotta oh, yeah. stop. We gotta stop. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm taking us on so many tangents. We ha- we happen to have three fantastic sketch writers here. You three are wonderful, and and for the longest time, I felt like I didn't even know how to write sketch. So I'm just like honored to be with the three of you in general here. That's my pivot. Uh, That's wild, but okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Truly though, I I always felt good as an improviser. Like from the from pretty much when I started taking classes, I was like, this is something I feel comfortable doing. But sketch took me through like years after taking classes to understand how to actually write a sketch. Uh, ashamedly so. You but you are, went through it with Eric, right? You went through I did. sketch. We took together. 301 together and my notes from Beth were something like a great job pitching on other people's sketches. Like your energy is so important. Like your ideas are really fun, but I'm just not sure you understand game because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, you are uh, one of the, yeah. you are, you are a very, you're such like a natural, like improviser. Like not to say that you're not to say that I agree with Beth's notes because I've never read, seen your, read your sketches, but you're just like a born improviser. Oh, thank you, Joe. Yeah. It means a lot. Uh, coming from someone who's truly like one of... Uh, Mock is comprised of like so many of the most wonderful performers I've ever seen. And Joan, you've always been like someone, especially when we got to do it uh, on stage, like just was someone I was like, I want to be that confident and funny. So that means a thank lot coming you. from you. Thank you. Anyways, you know who else uh, is confident? Tony Hawk. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you know who else is confident? Matt Manser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Matt uh, Manser. Do you think Matt Manser could, could like do an Ollie? I think Matt could do a 900, honestly. Dude, for sure. For sure. Uh, I love oh, Matt. Man. Matt is, uh, this is getting, we're getting really. So I made it worse. I, I made it worse. It. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. <laughs> the last thing I'll say, and I will stamp it home here, is that uh, for whatever reason, like, Two months ago, I want to say three months ago, it was like it Matt's birthday had passed, but 
every Matt is at every single Zoom mock we do. And for whatever reason, every week I will tell him happy birthday. <laughs> and it's it's so stupid, but it's become a thing that like if I'm not there and someone doesn't wish him happy birthday, he's like, yeah, no one wished me happy birthday last week. Uh, because he's just such a sweetheart. I love Matt so That's much. That's the Both best. People. Yeah. He's just best. absolutely hilarious. Um, he is like what like I like I will say like just one of the best sketch writers like yeah. alive right now yes. like yeah. anyways yeah uh we'll do we got a roger rabbit in our in our sketch adoration podcast yeah. coming up later but i'll pivot us back finally to the tony hawk one and two remake now there's so much that i really adore about this game and i say that as somebody who really only put a ton of time into the first part of it until the last like week i really dove into the tony hawk 2 because this year, I actually played Tony Hawk 2 on the PlayStation 1 for the first time and played all the way through. So I've thankfully got familiar with it. Um, I want, I'm definitely going to open up for all of us to share any big topics that we want to talk about. If you want to go on tangents, we, got, we have to do that today. That would be wonderful. But I'll lead us off just to get the ball rolling and talk about one thing that for me was super special in that is the recontextualizing of the levels in this game. I thought it was so cool that, you know, it's not only just a remaster of those games and it's not like we're just going back to the old levels in the same design. That would have been cool, but what they did, and it's something that I ended up just truly adoring was they like the skaters aged up the levels like 20 to 30 years. And it's as if they're modern and that's reflected in different ways. Uh, did and I'm sure you all noticed this too. Was there any levels that happened to like stick out to you specifically in that way? Because I've got the, some in the, the mall. Team. I mean, uh, other yeah. than, like I, I'm trying to think of other ones that do it as good as the mall. Like the mall being like that. It's like an abandoned. Like no one's yes. been to a mall <laughs> in like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> is so funny. It's such a good visual gag. Um, it is. But I'm interested to hear what are some other ones that you guys noticed? Um, I would say while we're, I mean, Tony Hawk one is the game I spent the most time with. So those are the ones that stick out in my mind the most. Uh, another one from that game is the school and what they ended up doing in that game in, in this game is almost like modernizing it to make it a flashy, like super colorful school that like i'm sure there's even more like nuances and details that i missed but like seeing like the mascot is something like the dragons and the colors are super bright and vibrant it was just like oh yeah this is what a school would do to like try to get kids to be like excited about it yeah so cool. like the some of the ramps have like murals on them which i, <laughs> yeah. I think it's new and also were those like were those like buckets around the like they have the they have those like dump buckets that you have at like at like Minions World and Universal Studios around the pool. Were those always there? I don't even around the buckets, around the pool. You know? I don't know. You what know those, kind of buckets these, are you talking about? 
Okay, so there's these things at water parks that are like, they're like these giant buckets, like overhead, yes. that get slowly filled with water. And then like once every like five minutes, it like tips over and there's like a big mm-hmm. waterfall. And like those things are like around the pool. And I was like, what school is this that has that? that what a fun school. <laughs> it's like cool. a theme park at this It has school. a water, but yeah, basically like, and then it, those things are at like Minions Land in universe. I am like, what, what school has like the same design aesthetic as Minions Land? <laughs> Apparently the tightest one in the world. <laughs> yeah, tight. tight yeah. I was amazed by what like these schools looked like in Tony Hawk growing mm-hmm. up because in New Orleans the schools are all ugly and gross yeah. and like don't have trees and yards and like <laughs> or at least like the schools I went to and I was just like, wait, they have space and these beautiful outdoor areas. I was like, it was like mind boggling to me. Yeah. I, like, it seemed like a fantasy land. All the lunch tables are also like miles apart from each other. Yeah, <laughs> there's five lunch tables. <laughs> there's a, yeah, if you don't get what, yeah, yeah, that that is almost like I don't think this is something because the, they're the, it's the same layout as the original game on, on all of these levels, including in Tony Hawk Two. But it is funny to think like you can almost create a little narrative to yourself where it's like, oh yeah, some pranksters moved to lunch tables all around yeah. the school like over the weekend. Some of the levels are expanded, though, no? Or are they all the, exactly the same? Like, I, I felt like the school had been b- bigger. It was bigger in yeah. the remake. Like, I don't remember being able to go into the gym in the in the original. That for sure is new, I think. Um, I, No, I'm actually pretty positive you could do that. Okay. You could? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty dang sure you could, because I was surprised that you could go to the school in school two, uh, it, which... In 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 Tony Hawk too, that was something that was new. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you could go in the original one. Um, yeah, so the school's another one. But Jeremy, you brought up the mall, yeah. and let's talk about that for a little bit. It's they definitely so obviously malls. That's like a commentary on how like you know malls are <laughs> on the wayside now. They're they're dying. They're like there's there's storefronts that are like boarded up, but. You know, most malls aren't like decrepit and completely run down. Yeah. That said, I love that they went yeah. like super far with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but which it just stuck out being so dark and dreary, but having that same layout. Uh was there were there other levels that stuck out to anybody? The competition levels I noticed have like big screens where you when you're skating by, you can see yourself like being filmed. Oh. And I don't remember that being a thing in the original games. I don't think they would have had the processing power to be able to pull something like that off originally, but it was, it, it kind of aided in like you feeling like you were in a real competition with people mm-hmm. watching and stuff, or that it was like televised. Like I, that, that little touch was really nice that you could be like skating by and then look up and kind of see yourself skating by. And, um, it added to the idea of like, you know, these skateboarders, like if they're doing an X games or any kind of competition, they, there's all these distractions, you know, like, yes, like, right. and like, I, I felt like that, that aided in like the realism. Cause this game famously, like, you know, it's not very real. Like, like Tony Hawk pro skater is not like, uh, what it's like to skateboard <laughs> the video game. Like, uh, it's I think it's like, that easy in real it's life. It's more like you're a superhero <laughs> skateboarding the video. <laughs> yeah. <game. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both in, I think that's totally true, Jeremy, uh, uh, obviously both in the, the heights that you can take. I mean, you're literal, 
airtime and how high you can get, but also the spin rate that you can get. We can get yeah. technical with everything, but yeah, like even doing an ollie now seems like an accomplishment when, and if you watch skateboarding videos, like it took years for people to do 540s and 720s, but this game, yeah, you're like Superman out there. Yeah, there is something, I feel like, yeah, think, I'm thinking I'm a Superman. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I do think there's something, it does hit this like, perfectly sweet spot and i think this is the thing about the physics that like maybe the remaster the other remasters got wrong that this guy it's right that it's like it's the sweet spot between like being exaggerated but like not so exaggerated that it feels like completely fake it, yeah. it feels like these are just like yeah. you're just like you're really good at skateboarding you're like amazing at skateboarding but it's not even though it is cartoonish it doesn't it doesn't like feel cartoonish like they they hit that sweet spot with the physics so well that i think it's it makes these games so special. Yeah, sure. and I, one thing that really aids with that, uh, especially at this go around, is the sound design. Um, the sound mm -hmm. design of like your wheels on the concrete and uh, just like uh, the sound of you hitting a rail. Uh, it sounded yeah. good in the originals, but now, oh my gosh, it's so authentic sounding that it mm. you really it really makes you feel like you're like you're doing it. <laughs> I also I feel like they had everybody record a lot more like a lot more and a lot more painful like, yes. like bail <laughs> sounds like a lot more just like ah. I've ah, never yeah. felt so bad for the skaters like yeah. I have in this game because you like like my. I'd love to hear from everybody at some point, like what the main skaters we used were, but I used Lizzie Armanto, who's, who's a new, one of the new additions. And I think was actually in previous games. She's really cool. She has like blue hair, a lot of orange outfits. She's rad as hell. Um, but every time I would, you know, like fly out of a pipe and not adjust to like, you know, when you can like hold L or R2 and like spin out when she would hit the ground, she'd make the most painful sound. Yeah. <laughs> she's who I'm using too. And she really oh. gives it her. Like she's like, like ah, yeah. Uh. Oh, it, it really does hurt. Um, but yeah, I think that Joan, you were saying, you were touching on the idea of um, how these games, and this is just a testament to the whole series, or, you know, the ones we've played in it and enjoyed, I think. And when they, they are at their best, including this game is that yeah you still have to like land i mean you know land these tricks in a video game sense but like yeah if i know like when i'm not gonna land a trick and i'm like yeah i screwed that up for the yeah. most part yeah like, that is true yeah that is true like it feels like there is like a lot of room to screw up so it's not just like unless yeah i guess you unless you turn on the assist there is a lot of room to like screw up and like feel like you're doing it wrong and they like they just hit those they just hit that like that like middle ground so well where it's like so exaggerated but doesn't necessarily feel like it yeah i think nope. absolutely it's like within the rules of like this like superhuman skateboarding ability that you have uh you still have to operate within these bounds but if you do it it's just so satisfying and cool yeah um, it's i think i thought it was kind of interesting replaying it or like playing this new uh release that like it's almost like a platforming game at times except yeah. you're like like flying around on skateboards because like you have to like jump at the right moment and like make it onto layers like the way you have to collect the things is like really fun in a very platforming way i thought which yeah was really interesting 
Totally. I was thinking that like, cause I was, I, when I was playing it, I was, I was really right. Cause I know more about video games now than I did when I was a kid. And I was like, what kind of game is this? And I'm like, yeah. well, it's part platforming, part rhythm game, part, uh, like sport. It's like, it's a sports game kind of, but not really, but like, I really right. was getting the platforming and rhythm sense because the rhythm and timing of it is, is everything. Uh, so like, it's like a rock band kind of game, even though the presentation's so different, you're, you're inputting things in the same way you would be doing it in like some sort of, uh, you know, guitar hero or something. That's like, I've never thought of it like that, but you're right. That is like so true. Yeah, yeah, and like the way you have to like learn each trick and like how you have to spin differently depending on if you're doing like a, a an airwalk or a Benihana or whatever. It's like it's just like yeah, it's like it's more complicated than I actually remembered in a in a good way. Yeah. It's like you can kind of like graze through the game with like button mashing a little bit, but to like really master it and like and like do any of those go accomplish any of those goals that like are like require a specific trip, you really need to like learn it and master it. Absolutely. And I think on that same on the heels of that, Joan, I think that the 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 different challenges and the things that are presented to you, yeah, they they do push you to that. And I felt like it only made me, like, every time I've played this game, I've only gotten better. Like, yeah. I was playing it today, and I played through the rest of Tony, the Tony Hawk 2 levels. And, like, by the, by, like, I don't know, is it Venice Beach or somewhere else? You have to get a six score of, like, 250,000, which is yeah. a lot of points. Because, yeah. they, I mean, obviously, in these in these games, as as anyone who has played it knows if you repeat a trick your score when you when you try to do that trick again it's lower so if you're doing melons which is like for whatever reason me naturally when i go up a ramp and ollie i'm holding left when i spin uh so when i use a grab it ends up being a melon that will have diminishing returns as you go through it so you're not only having to recognize i've used this trick too much I've got to use a different trick. You're also having to think, okay, when I land this trick, what's happening next? Uh, and I know we're all, this is only really uh, relevant to the, the like high scores that you have to get, but I feel like it also ends up being true in other objectives. I don't have any that are on like the top of my mind, but I feel like I just keep getting pushed to do better things. And there's things I learned about the series in this game that I had never really experienced. I, I do think it's like this really like smart, like level design or, or kind of like progression of goals where like, for, like the first, the first goals of every level are like teaching you the layout of the level. So, so, you know, you're just going for the skate or you're just going for like smash all the boxes or get all the textbooks or whatever. So like you're like those goal, those, those kind of exist to like teach you the, the like layout of the, 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 the map and then once you have that down you can start being like okay well what's the best way like once you start going for those high scholars it's like how, what's the best way to like utilize what i know how to do within the confines of this map that's that i've already learned which is like really smart like it's that it's it is kind of like that basic like ass like mario design that like that um the i forget his name but the creator of mario talks about like where it's like the first point like the first thing a game should do is like teach you ever like teach you all the things you need to know 
know about this right. game or about this level to to master it. And it's like, okay, if you learned everything now, like now, like use your creativity to master it. I wish I knew that going in when I was a kid uh, that like, for example, you just, you just said it perfectly. Like if you're going for, like, if you're going for skate, it's kind of showing you the level layout a little bit. Right. Yeah. But yeah. in, but skate is actually contained to a certain area. Like they're not going to put an E in the opposite side of the map as an S. So, and they almost want you to follow a path to get skate. Right. Mm-hmm. If I would have known that as a kid, I would have spent so much less time looking for those damn letters <laughs> because this this go around, I, I I finally realized like, oh, I don't actually have to look very far. They're all kind of around each other. If I just if I just follow a path, I can probably find them. As opposed to getting S, turning around, and going the opposite direction away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, like, yeah. yeah, so much. It was interesting. Time. I was interesting like this time around because I, I like took me a while to learn that too that like I actually like to do skate first on the last few levels because mm. uh, I remember like getting to Philadelphia and there just like wasn't uh, two vert ramps next to each other yes. which I was like how am I going to get 250,000 yes. but then yes. by a, like how is it going to happen I, I can't do that by grinding are you kidding me uh, and then it was like uh when I did that, I found skate and I did the thing and like you knock over the fences and it unlocks that whole park. It was like, oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be okay. Like you're going <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Um, I the felt like levels transform. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that, is, that is a fun thing that a few levels do is transform. I, that must be just like a Tony Hawk 2 thing. Yeah. There's none that really come to mind in the first one that do that. But of, of course, in the hangar level, famously, you grind on the that one propeller that's on the right side of the level by the first half pipe. And then you open up that secret area and you can also grind on the uh, helicopter to open up the, the back level where I think the secret tape might be. Um, but yeah, Joan, that's you, in two, right? Two yes, is the helicopter. And then the, yeah. Um, Joan, you were hitting on something that is like, I, that I really resonated with and that was, you know, like the level layout sort of, uh, or not only teaching you how to, uh, or giving you a way to go through it and to, uh, to reach these goals, but it's all also fun when at first, like Jacques, you brought up Philadelphia and that's the one that has the 250,000, like six score. I, when I was playing that on the PlayStation earlier, like in, I want to say August, I was having such a hard time and was also like, yeah, how the hell am I supposed to ever get 250,000? This doesn't make sense. But then once I knew, once I had unlocked that extra area with the skate park, I had like a pattern of, okay, actually, this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go up this ramp. I'm going to do some like 360 kickflip style trick. I'm going to manual into an ollie on this one ledge and grind and blah, 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 blah. And I ended up having like forming plans in that yeah. way. Did you, did anybody have that on different levels? Well, I like that, like, I, I feel like, and even like what you just described, I feel is like what the game really wants to like push you towards. Cause what that's make me think of, cause I'll be honest, like I, you know, I, I, I've a little time swamped and I, I'm like only just like getting, like getting to the end of Tony Hawk one right now. So I'm a little behind, I'm a little behind y'all. All good, but all like, good. 
You've done it before. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah, but like, like, like getting like so like like in that in the, in school in the school level, you know, like the skate, like the uh, like you play the first time, you get skated, so are pretty like in a straight line. But then like you have to get uh, the textbooks, and the textbooks aren't as quite in a straight of a line. You do have to kind of like backtrack a little bit. So like that already, that's getting me thinking of getting me to that mind frame of like, okay, what's my game plan? What's my best like what what's the best use of my time and the space to do all this so that's like when that's like the level where it really struck home like was like hit home for me like oh yeah like there it's like they're now they're teaching you how to like best utilize your time and like make a little game plan for yourselves totally and that's why i end up restarting the level so many times (laughs) because if i if i go to do my plan and i fuck up right away I've blown it for all those tricks. Like now those tricks now have diminishing returns on mm-hmm. them. So I'm like, no, I got to get the max on those tricks. So I have to, I'll, I'll end up restarting way too often in the game. Yep. Especially the competitions. Yes. It's like, if yeah. I, if I uh, bail the first like one or two moves on the first run, I'm like, all right, we're restarting. This That's it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if, if Riley Hawk, my son kicks my ass in the first round. <laughs> that That's, that's a brief gripe that I do want to bring up about the competitions is if is, I mean, it's adding a challenge to the game. If you it's, it's incentivizing you not to biff, but <laughs> like I do think about these competitions and I'm like, well, is anyone else doing a like 720 like Christ air into a grind, into a special grind, into a manual, into a varial flip? Like nobody else is doing that <laughs> shit, but it is, it's just part of the game. But I, I do always, the, the, the competitions are usually the hardest things for me in this game. Because it challenges me to not only be great, but like not have you have a lot less room for error. Yeah, um, be, cons- be yeah. consistent. That's that's the issue, right? Yes. I have, yeah. I have a question. Um, so it's I felt like Tony Hawk Two when they first came out was like an undeniable improvement over the first one. It seemed like it was just like a better game, but when I replayed it in the remaster, it was like there was almost no difference in quality between them, and I was like. I knew they had adjusted things to Tony Hawk 1 to make it more like 2, but I don't know what those are. Do they add more challenges? Do you have any idea? Manuals. You can't do manuals in Tony Hawk 1, and that's like a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like chaining right. together combos with manuals and grinds is like sort of how I know how to play Tony Hawk. And yes. Tony Hawk 1, to me, when you go back to it, feels a little like weird because you're like, you mm-hmm. can't manual. So And also, so that makes all the score challenges way lower for Tony Hawk, which one which is fine but um also like i i the the levels were all very animated in two which is a big thing where like they would like fall that whole thing of falling apart and becoming a different thing like or like the helicopter like all these great big moments set pieces in sony hawk 2 i think are a little bigger but um for sure but you're yeah but you're right like when you when you add all the elements together and just take them based on levels there really doesn't feel like that much of a clear delineation right. yeah and reverting was in the third one right was Tony yes. three where that yes. added reverts right which is like not a thing but they like they were like this isn't skateboarding you can revert sure yeah mm-hmm. 
Uh, Joan, were you going to say something? Oh no, just like I, I was going to say like I've never, I've never played it without like that because I, I, I only played like the version. Oh yeah, the the one and two right. on, on Xbox. So I've never played. I never knew that you couldn't do like the manuals. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah and you also couldn't do the uh, whatever the thing is where you land and then you slide into a manual from a vert. Revert, yeah. Oh, yeah. revert. Oh, I thought revert was where you. That's you think you switch. Oh, are you thinking of when you like uh, you hold down like the R two or L two and go into a new gap? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. That so was reverts are a three thing that weren't in two. Yes. Correct. Oh, so they, so they have a mechanic game. in this game that is that should never be in two at all. Yes, Correct. and and the gap that. one that you're talking about that was introduced in four. I. I recently got so I have the first four games all on different platforms. I have the first one on N sixty four, the second one on well PS one and Game Boy Advance, the third one on GameCube, and the fourth one on PS two. And in the PS two first level, they teach you how to yeah transfer gaps, which is mm, what you're okay. talking about. Yeah, but yeah, Jacques, uh, to touch on that a little bit. That is, I can understand how replaying all these levels consecutively with the whole tool set at your availability would be, wouldn't have such a big contrast between the jump from one to two. But that original jump, having no manual, and then the improved graphics was just in the extra objectives. Because in the first game, right. there's only five objectives. There's like That's, high score, yeah. skate, like one collect-a-thon thing, maybe two, and uh, no, one, six score, and then make secret, ma- secret tape. So I actually like, that's a thing I want to pivot to, <laughs> pivot uh, or revert to, is the, <laughs> is the objectives they added to the first game's levels. They weren't, I thought that they were good and they really worked for me, but they weren't anything super special. I thought like there are a lot of more collectathons. Like the books thing was not in the original first game. Really? I yeah, man. I, I think, think like, so. I have such yeah. I think I mean all my memories are skewed because of the way I played it um, on Xbox. So I I think I always had those books. I remember those books pretty distinctly. Oh, that's interesting. I. You know, if- if I was going to actually criticize something, I think it's that like they did sometimes the graphics are like good and they don't highlight things like where it's like wall jump yeah. the, or like wall ride the bells. And you're like, it's hard to see what's a bell. Yeah. Like yeah. I wish like it's not as like visible. That's totally. like, I remember, I remember one time I was like fell off a grind and just was like, and, and like hit a button and I was just like, and I, it was just like, you like, Bell one of five accomplished. I was like, "What?" But like, <laughs> there was a bell. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you, though, Jacques. I heard you and maybe July talk about it on some episode of Video Games, a comedy show after we had been playing it. But that was something I felt was like I even it even continued to today. I was doing the Venice Beach level where you have to ollie over ollie the bum five times. No, thank you. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even yeah, find yeah. him. That's stinky. I, that is a stinky objective for a lot of reasons. I but the, but the one, the main yeah. one is that it's hard to find that guy. <laughs> yeah. Second happens yeah. to be the. I don't like it as a humanitarian. Yeah, yeah, and also I don't like it as that is is like kind of mean to the unhoused. But I will say uh, that like uh, to, I think Jacques was kind of touching on this thing about how they they felt samey. Um, 
it's sort of a criticism. I, I think that when you when you level the playing field with all of the the move sets for both games, uh, I found that the actually Tony Hawk One's level design I found to be much better than a lot of the levels in Tony Hawk Two. Like I find some of the Tony yeah. Hawk Two levels to be kind of irritating, actually. Like, like I actually I didn't don't. Like Venice. I don't like Venice, and I actually don't like Philadelphia that much either. I found that to mm. be just like sparse and not really like. I was like, oh, this is like almost too much of a real city. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't it's skate weird, park it's weird enough. Venice. Well, like Venice has an iconic actual skate bowl, like yeah. in, in the actual Venice beach. And the fact that they were just like, no, we're not going to do that. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> was a really strange call. Like yeah. they could have had that and then added stuff. But it's like, I found it so weird. Like even when my parents visited Los Angeles, I was like, I want you to watch these cool skateboarders at Venice beach. Yeah. And they were like, wow. <laughs> yeah. My seventy year old Catholic parents were like, wow, they're really talented. I, like, yeah. <laughs> I think I know what I'm gonna do the next time my parents come to town. Uh so thank you yeah. for the hot tip. Um <laughs> absolutely. But I think that's fair. I think they're, you know, I think I'm still pretty much on the side that I actually would prefer the levels in two because when I think about one, um, there are things that I that I don't like as much, but that are what that are actually way improved with this game. For example, the downhill jam, which might be one of the last levels, you know, where it's like, there's all the water and the valves in this game. Once you get to the end, you get to repeat the level and it throws you back at the beginning. But originally you, they just like, were like, that's the end of your run. So I have like a hard time, <laughs> you know, separating yeah. from the original way I played it. But yeah, now playing right. them, they were. That's that is a testament to what this game does well. Is they they really improved those, the, the first game levels. For sure. Totally, so many quality of life things there. One thing that you kind of um, you were asking about the levels earlier, and one thing that you mentioned as a comparison that we kind of blew past is that like you compared it to the, what they did with the characters, which I think is actually far more interesting than what they did yes. in the levels, is that they aged up all of the original skaters to be like 50-year-old people. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I, it is I the do, best. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love that because it, it's like not like, it's like why be, I don't know, it's it's already like, like the physics of it are crazy. No skater could do this. So why like it's so, like why be like oh, only a 24-year-old Tony Hawk could possibly yeah. like Vert, like vert over an entire roof like or a heli or through a helicopter like yeah. it's just like yeah it's, right. it's like i like that they're you know respect like they're still cool i thought like yes. it's, it's respectful totally. i love it absolutely it's, it's so it's so authentic too to be like like tony hawk is a game my partner was listening to me play it today and i just love this quote she just turned to me and she goes man tony hawk is just so effortlessly cool like, and she was just hearing the sound effects and hearing the music. And it's absolutely true. Like, it doesn't take it to itself so seriously. And you think that it would because it's all skateboarding and about being cool. But it's such like a gag. Everything is like a visual gag or some sort of joke. And, yeah. and the fact that they aged up Tony Hawk and Steve Caballero yeah, and Ronnie Mullen is on. so fucking funny. Um, because, yeah, you got to have... And then they have these kids come in and all like the new skaters are like, fucking rad a, a mm -hmm. bummer i've never heard of any of them but uh you know it, it just <laughs> the juxtaposition between the old skaters and the new skaters it's just so funny <laughs> and i, I really yeah. i, I kind of love what you like i do feel like 
That's so right. Like there, it is not about skating being cool. The game is about like skating being like joyful. It's like a very like I would describe it as like a very like as a very like fun joyful game. It's just like everyone's in. It's like every. It it feels like like even though I don't really have a backup for this, it just feels like a very like like skating's for everybody. It's very inclusive. Like there's no like wall. Like I really love that about it. Totally. And I say this as like an outsider to skating culture, but I feel like that's for the most part what I've heard and what like it is supposed to be about. So I'm really glad that like that comes through in in this game as well. Uh, and Jeremy, I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up. Uh, I do want to use this. I know we, uh, Joan and I were talking about how we used Lizzie Armanto. Um, who did you two use, uh, Jacques and Jeremy, for the most part when you played this game? So I always pick characters based on their physical appearance and how attracted I am to them. Hell yeah. So I went for Nyjah Houston for sure. It was like a no-brainer for me. Um, <laughs> and then I like researched him and it turns out he's like the greatest skateboarder of all time apparently. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Or, like most successful <laughs> skateboarder ever. And I was yeah. like, cool. Yeah. Um, pretty hot too. Yeah, so I'm a Nyjah Houston man myself. And he's mm. and he's, he's he's pretty cute. He, okay. When I looked when I looked deeper, I was like not as into it, but like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. That is okay. <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, so I played the whole first game as Tony Hawk, and, you know, I regretted it big time because (laughs) I was like, I'm not a Tony Hawk guy. Like, I don't pick Tony Hawk. That's not who I am. But uh, so then my on Tony Hawk 2, I picked Nigel Houston because uh, he just looked the fucking coolest yeah. and i was like yeah, this is sure. I, this is gonna be like and then, I, and then i researched him i was like this is literally the greatest skateboarder in the world awesome like, there's an interview where jamie thomas is like i'm pretty sure that the things he can do on a skateboard he's the only person on the planet that can do them <laughs> and it's Whoa, like damn and it's like for jamie thomas to say that is so crazy uh yeah so i watched a ton of nigel houston videos like to prepare for this just because I like for playing him, you know, for like whatever, five hours or whatever. I was like, I was like, I don't know who this person is. Like, I, I, I want to like, I want to be like an actual fan of them and uh, does not disappoint. Like super talented oh. skateboarder. Oh, I love it. Nice. I, I did a little, I remember when I first played this game, I looked up Lizzie a little bit. Joan, did you do any research on her? Cause I, I want, I did not No, Me neither. She seems cool <laughs> as hell. And she's, I was just like, yeah, but like, she's awesome. I was just like, she seemed cool. Like, I was just like, I, I don't know a ton about skating um, or any of the personalities involved. So I just kind of like scrolled through until I found what I thought looked cool. She had like an orange hoodie, which I like. I When I was growing up, I always used to wear orange hoodies. So I like oh, that. Cool. And she had blue hair, which I thought was cool. So I went with her. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was like pretty much me. Right. I was like, hey, cool girl, blue hair. Hell yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> um, originally, I think Alyssa Steamer was the only yeah. girl in the original game. So it's cool that there's there's Lizzie, and then there's maybe two more in this new game uh, that I don't I think have. The skaters, this is the way Scott Pilgrim would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been called out, and it's fair. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm me as well. I'm saying yeah. myself as well. I, it's not, yeah, it's like, yeah. like indie, like indie, indie chick with blue <laughs> yeah. hair. Sure, I'm down for it. We're all Scott Pilgrim here. Yeah. Um, what did y'all, uh, what y'all think of the new soundtrack choices? Anyone, anyone, uh, fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, what's, I was what's, so into it. What's in there that's new? I uh, highlighted a couple of tracks that I liked. Jacques, did you have some? Yeah, I like, uh, so I used to tour with the band and everyone talked about this band Fiddler all the time. And like Fiddler and I like 
never listened to him. I was like, I don't care. And then I was playing this game a couple of months ago and I was like, wait, what is this incredible like pop punk song? And it was this Fiddler song, West Coast. And I was like, I have obsessed with it. I've listened to it like 300 times now. Oh my and then God. I finally like started, yeah, I started paying attention to the lyrics and it's like, it's about like being cracked out in a drug addict all the time. And I was like, all right, that's like maybe less me, but like, yeah. I like the spirit of it, you know? Yeah. I have to, I've literally only been playing with my Spotify. So I've oh, got cool. it. So I do have to, I, I should give the, 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 the full soundtrack a fair, a fair shot. <laughs> I haven't, I have loved, I put a, cause it's Halloween. I've been playing mall with like horror soundtracks going. Mm, and that's uh, like, cool. like the mall, the like dead mall with like the phantasm soundtrack. It's a lot of fun. That's great. Oh, that's cool. Nice. That's great. Jeremy, what were you going to say? Oh man, like so what what the what the soundtrack does so right is that it the types of songs that are on it are like they're like what that genre of music is doing today kind of stuff. So it's like right. like they add a less than Jake song on this soundtrack that wasn't in the original, but it's like wasn't it though? <laughs> you yeah. know, that kind of feeling. <laughs> um so but the the song I want a couple of I want to highlight. One of them is the uh the song The Struggle by Black Prez uh is like this it's mm. like this hip hop jam that like it's so fucking epic and big the whole time you're playing that I just couldn't like, um, I'd find myself just like waiting for it to come back. It's almost like, man, I can't have a good run until that song, until the struggle comes back. Oh, and, then yeah. I'll, and then I'll just really fucking tear it up. Um, but yeah, they uh, obvious, uh, the Machine Gun Kelly song, Bloody Valentine. Uh, oh, there's this song by this band. I don't know if, how you say this name, but it's like Pew, uh, QQQ or PQPQPQ and the song is called Mid 20 Skateboarder. You know what song I'm talking about cuz it's like Mid 20 Skateboarder. skateboarder. <laughs> I hope I, I don't, hope get, I don't hurt. get hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to do okay. One. I'm going to like play tonight and put the actual soundtrack on. I'm jealous that I'm like I can't participate in that. <laughs> um, yeah. Also like Jeremy, I also think like you just hit out like I I wonder if like that's the psych like the psychology of their like that went into the creation of the game because you're right like when you had the full soundtrack going and it like got to your song you'd be like I re I remember yeah playing this being like hell yeah this is gonna be my yes. run because it's my yeah. like I have mm -hmm. to do I have to do Goldfinger right like I yes. can't disappoint <laughs> I can't disappoint yeah. Goldfinger yeah and then uh, and then Lagwagon would come on you'd be like nah this one's gonna suck I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, throw yeah, this one can, away this is, a, <laughs> this is you know a practice this is a bit I don't need to please black wagon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I yeah. really loved so much of this new soundtrack too. I of the old yeah. old favorites are really hard to to quit, but even the new ones that I didn't I still don't know the names of any of them except mid 20 skateboarder. Cause Jeremy that now I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm hearing the lyric now. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Very... it just repeats it over and over again. Yes, it does. Um, they put in for... a, can I kick it by tribe called quest, which is just yes. a sample blue reeds walk on the wild side. Yes, And it's just like, so awesome. Like, that should have been there all along. Amazing. And it kind of feels like it was there all along a little yeah, bit. It feels yeah. so right. Yeah. That uh, they they retroactively have become like when I I discover everything in pop culture, like far too late. Whether it's like I remember in like 2014, I had discovered Kid Cudi, who was like cool five years before that. Yep. <laughs> um, and in 2016, I really got into Tribe Called Quest for the first time when Fife Dog died. 
like, and then now they're maybe my favorite group ever, but what just can I kick it being on that was so comforting to me. And like you said, uh, yeah. felt like something that should have always been there. Um, something else that I kind of want to start to like touch on is one of our, one of our last things, but I, I will open it up before we like, before we move on to post to post game stuff uh, to any of you to share anything you want is just the feeling in this, in this game and how good it feels like that's, I think the big, the, like the greatest success of this game is that like, it just feels like Tony Hawk and it to me feels like the best version of it that I've ever played. Um, yeah, that yeah. That's one thing, but I also would love to hear from each of you how you actually play. I'm a total weirdo. And because I played the, uh, the Tony Hawk two on the PlayStation this summer using the D pad on the PlayStation controller, cause it's not compatible with the DualShock stick going to this game. I couldn't play with the stick. I'm a D pad person. How do y'all play? I, I I'm D pad. Yeah. I haven't, I want to try not D pad though. Yeah. It's weird. I've played it's like, like it's a GameCube hard. version with deep with the with the stick, no problem. But this one was D pad. Jacques, what were you saying? Yeah, if something I would uh, I started out playing with the stick, and then I had to switch to the D pad because I felt like I couldn't be as precise yes. in the moves I was picking. So it was weird. Like I never play games with the D pad, and um, yeah, Jeremy. Uh, D-pad all the way. I mean, wow. it, uh, in its DNA, one of the genres I forgot to mention, like in its DNA, it's also a fighting game, right? Because you're doing yeah, all these yeah. combos, mm-hmm. so it's it, it oh. requires precise button inputs. And uh, with it, with Just a the moves, yeah. with a stick, you're uh, the types of sticks that come on controllers. Like you're you're like it's hard to be precise, uh, but with a D-pad, no problem. I mean, totally. Um, yeah, so I'm a D-pad all the way. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to do a stick. I think it'd be tough. I, mean, I might be able to get used to it, but it might be tough. Welcome back to uh, Call Me By Your Game Co-op Episode 4 talking about Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake. Uh, The last thing that I really felt like bringing up was something I touched on earlier, and that was learning to be even better playing this game. There were technique, there was a specific technique that I think of that I felt like helped me take my game to a new level that I don't remember doing before. I'd love to hear if any of you have picked up new techniques and stuff playing this game. But for me, that would be Doing going up a ramp, doing a vert trick, whether it be a method or a melon or a what whatever, a Madonna. What were you saying, Jacques? I say say all of them. I'll say (laughs) now. now I'm like I'm truly like uh, I can't remember all of them. I just remember how to do them. But doing twist, air walk, yeah, air walk, nose grab, tail grab. There we go. I think we covered most of them. So doing that and then holding R2, not when there's another ramp around, so you're not going to transfer into a gap, but you just come out of the the half pipe right. spin, and then you turn that into a grind move. 
that mm. thing I had never done before that I could remember. And I felt like it opened up a whole new way for me to traverse a level and also just rack up those scores. Uh, did any of you experience anything like that playing these games or were you like, no, I'm just kind of like getting back into what I used to do. The thing that I had to learn to get better at, which was really satisfying was when you're grinding to do a kick trick and then keep grinding again. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be a matter of me getting more air and Ollie and stuff. Yeah. But it was really satisfying at the end to like, to like string combos and like do that. Cause it's kind of tricky to like time it right. And it's so satisfying. It's trick, 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 trick. Here we go. Wrong game. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, were you about to share one? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I guess if, if we're saying that the, um, the whatever that slide, what is it, vert? Uh, what, what, what is the thing I did? Revert. revert. The revert thing, I guess that is new. Um, maybe I played that in three or whatever, but because I because I knew what it was oh, and yes, I knew yes, how to yes. do it already, but I didn't realize it wasn't in two. So that was a big step up to my game. But other than that, this whole experience was a nostalgia trip of just getting back into what I was doing back when I was a kid. Uh, all of that stuff. I mean, I, I beat the shit out of this game. I mean, <laughs> I would play it over. I would create parks for myself and then play those parks to death. Like I was a psycho for Tony Hawk too. <laughs> so I, uh, it really was just getting kind of back into the rhythm of what I already knew how to do. Um, some things that like, I guess maybe, maybe wall rides were a thing that I okay. really didn't fuck with a lot before, but now I was kind of getting into a little bit mm. and, uh, but definitely, I don't know if y'all do this, but like, uh, attaching those like super moves to different comp button yeah. combinations, that thing, that's pretty key to like getting like i mean huge numbers so like if you if you can get a 900 going into a into a revert into a grind you know that's way better than a melon for example um totally I, yeah i felt a lot of that too joan was there anything like that for you um not yet because i'll be on i'm still kind of find myself getting back into my groove with it like i just like haven't been playing it like i've been playing it quite as much it's more of a kind of like you know i i've yet to have like my full-on like i'm conquer. i'm like just going yes. full force with this conquering it's more of a like okay i've got like 30 minutes here or there i'm gonna like play for a little bit um but i like i'm just in i i do I did think I was going to like just come back to it and be like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it was <laughs> definitely a lot. I've lost a lot of it. And it is just like, it is one of those games where I'm like, I am very content to spend a lot of time in the training in like just the yes. tutorial, like yeah. the tutorial is, I, I do kind of want to master it. So I do spend a lot. I do go back to the tutorials a lot because they are like, you know, you'll get, goals that are like kickflip this gap and a gap and i'm like i don't even remember what i can't like what <laughs> yeah. that is like so like i do have to go back and like retrain myself but it is a game that like really rewards you for and and compels you to get better which i love yeah. totally i'm i'm right there with you i also had to be like wait how do i do like there's one objective in philadelphia where you have to blunt side the awning I had no uh, idea. Yeah. What the side. hell, man? I hated that. <laughs> you have to, yeah. I had to look that up for sure. Being like, oh, yeah. you have to press down twice and then triangle. Yeah, yeah. So there that was. But um, awesome. So before we move on, because I've got like one end of the show thing and then uh, we'll do plugs. But was there anything else, anything that any of you wanted to wrap up about uh, about this game? There's so much we could talk about from 
the like silly thing, like when you bail on a trick and you get, and you fall to like, it's got that like pixelated, like, um, getting you back into it. That animation where you like mash the button to so much more, but that that grew on me. I didn't love it at first, but it did kind of grow on me because I think it kind of sped things up maybe a little bit, which is what I ultimately, that's all you want it just to be fast. The fact that you button mash to get, go faster is such a like hilarious design choice. Yeah. I don't love that the music like gets like softer when like they're like the music kind of like gets dull when oh, yeah. you wipe out. I'm like, no, just let me listen to the song. Like, don't yeah. punish yeah. me. Yeah. Don't, don't punish me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you don't get to hear Goldfinger. Sorry. You're a bad skater. Yeah. I like I have this idea, Joan, that you've muted every song except for Goldfinger. And so that is just Goldfinger constantly. I not quite, but close to that. I think I still have the like the real big fish song in there. Oh, sick. <laughs> we didn't talk about some am- end game stuff. Oh, and I'm please, wondering go if we just it. well, I'm just wondering if we want to like keep it like a spoiler free kind of a recording. I th- well, Joan, I think, I think we- I will be spoiled, be- but I don't I don't care. I don't care. You don't care? There, I mean, no. there's, only, there's only one really thing I, because I haven't gotten all the end game stuff, so I don't know everything. But I, I know one, I know one thing in particular, uh, which I think is kind of just, it's kind of a neat, cute joke. But do you guys per- care? Permission I want to know. Yes, I do want to hear. So Jack it, yeah. Black is in the game. Jack oh, yes. Black, uh, he he come he reprises the role of Officer Dick, who was in all the other uh, Tony Hawk oh, games wow. as an unlockable. So you can unlock Jack Black playing Officer Dick, kind of as a secret. Was character. He, oh, wow! Wait, was he Officer Dick in the first games? No, no, Jack okay. Black. I don't. I, Jack Black. I think like <laughs> it's weird. He like start. He like built a skate park in his like grounds of his <laughs> yes. house, Great. and has had all the Tony Hawk people over a lot. And you see all these videos on like Facebook of like here's Jack Black and his son hanging out with uh, Eric Coston and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's in the game, and it's that's I, cute. I, I just thought it was a really it's a nice thing because Jack Black is also you know. Of kind of of that era too, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. You know, yeah, for sure, it feels right. Yeah, uh, that was That's really cool. cool. Jacques, was there anything for you that you wanted to like wrap up or just express your love for about this game? I think like I would just like to express my love, and I way I would like <laughs> to do it would be as if I'm going to use my water bottle as a skateboard, and I'm just going to bang the ground for him as if I'm <laughs> celebrating a skater land. Yeah, and totally. I get to do. And like hopefully not get water on my laptop. (laughs) Perfect. Joan, what about you? Any thoughts you wanted to wrap up? Anything else you wanted to share before we do some fun stuff? No, just that, you know, this game is kind of like a nice, like warm blanket, like a nice warm blanket. It's it's such a, it's such like a nice nostalgic thing to return to. Um, I don't know. It does like really just bring me back to like a specific time in my life when it was like a, a particular like eventful time in my life, but just like, you know, a nice time. So I, I'm really grateful this game came when it did. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think that not only am I glad to that they did this, that they made this game, I think it is, you know, I feel like there's been so much positivity around this remake. So many remakes and like reshells of games by companies are just feel half-assed or just like a money grab. This game absolutely rules and i mm. loved it so much and specifically now getting it this year 
you know, like I have a lot less issues this year than so many people have in the world, but this was such a nice respite and a respite, however you're supposed to say that word, but to where it just reptile. Was, you're thinking reptile. of the word reptile. This yeah. game was a nice reptile for me, <laughs> uh, but truly it's fantastic. This series is wonderful. And I have said, said to someone recently that if you, when I pass away, if you could just like imprint my like brain into a Tony Hawk game just to play forever, that would be pretty ideal for me. So, <laughs> oh my God. That's your, that's your San Junipero. It's just like, yes. <laughs> like there's, just, there's a school, there's Roswell. Pretty much. That's, a dead, yeah. I'll be grinding, uh, wall riding bells and, and uh, five owing rails for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it would be pretty phenomenal, I think. Yeah. Um, but that'll wrap up our main discussion on the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake. I've got a fun segment to end the show that you know from the regular Call Me By Your Game podcast, and that is the game recommendations segment. Mm-hmm. So um, this is, of course, all Tony Hawk themed based on our relationship with this game. The first one is that if any of you would love another game celebrating a legacy of incredible writers and levels, that would be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I'm guessing <laughs> we've all played before. But it's another like total celebration of that franchise. And you're on wheels, and you're freaking scooting around, and mushrooming, and it's fantastic. Uh, the second wreck for me is if you are looking for another extreme skating game with ultimate character... I mean, Jeremy, this one is for you, my man. This is Jet Set Radio Future. Buddy. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Dream, Dreamcast game. Uh, and yeah, I've never played it, but Jeremy, you love it so much that I'm like, actually, I did play it at your house once and I didn't understand it, but I loved it. <laughs> uh, Jet Set Radio. And then lastly is if you want a game where you shred ass on wheels and you crush tricks through neighborhoods, I've got to recommend Paperboy for the NES. And that's about it for me. And I don't think there's actually any tricks done in that game, but you know, I had to set it up. So that'll bring us to the end of the show. Uh, Thank you so much, all three of you for being here. Uh, Before we go, I would love to have plugs. Uh, This has been so much fun for me to spend time with the three of you. You've taken over two hours out of your evening to spend with me. It means the world. Let's start with you, Joan. Uh, what do you want us to know? Where can we find you? What should we be looking for? Um, I said it at the top, but I'll say it again. Uh, look for me on social media as Joan Haley Ford, Instagram and Twitter. Also, uh, I'm on, I do a lot of, I try to maintain a regular schedule, but I'm not great about it on Twitch, but still like subscribe, just follow me on Twitch. I do a lot of comedy, um, a lot of um, like, horror based stuff so if you're if you got 10 more days if you're really in the halloween mood and that's just <laughs> twitch.tv slash joan haley ford i love it uh thank you for spending time with us tonight it's awesome to My see pleasure. you outside of mock uh jacques molladu where can we find you what should we be putting our eyeballs out there for uh i'm on twitter <laughs> and instagram at jacques monster i uh occasionally post jokes or videos um i make i a long time uh, in the past, I used to make sketch videos <laughs> with my comedy group, Wellington, uh, when we could film such things. Uh, they were but, so funny. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. They're not funny anymore. It's interesting. 
<laughs> aged poorly in the matter of months. <laughs> yeah, all of our all the games of all of our scenes were like there will never be a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> we'll be able to breathe forever into each other's mouth. Yeah. Uh, well, killer. Well, thank you for being here too, Jacques. I can't wait to catch you on the next VGACS. And then last but not least, Jeremy Schmidt, producer of the show. Where can we find you? What should we be looking for? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. I also host a video game show as you know about. You know about this already because yeah. you subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. That's where you're listening to this right now. So we appreciate your patronage at uh, Super NPC Radio. Uh, the last thing I will plug, though, is not something for me, but it is something that if you, if you want more uh, warm feelings and warm fuzzies and nostalgia and you want more Tony Hawk, uh, there is a, a documentary that uh, July Diaz, the person who I've replaced on this show, <laughs> turned me on to. It's called Pretending I'm a Superman. And uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime or YouTube, however you want. And it's a, literally a documentary about the making of this game. So, uh, and I have not watched it yet. I will be watching this as after we stop recording tonight. I'm going to like go into my room and like literally watch this movie tonight. But I've heard nothing but good things about it and that it uh, has a lot of great stories from all these skaters and they get into like how much this game meant to them and their careers. And apparently it's pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a goddamn tearjerker. So, uh, so if you want more of that, I recommend go, wa- go watch that documentary. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. I highly recommend this. I've, I have watched the doc. It is absolutely fantastic. I'll also recommend another documentary, a skateboarding one that's on Hulu called Mind the Gap. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, but it's about a group of skateboarders from Rockford, Illinois, uh, and where they were when they started skating together and where they are now. It's, it's really amazing. So check that out. Uh, our cover art for the show is done by at glenn.j on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on uh, social media at Connor underscore McCabe and on Twitch at cons is cool 69. And again, Thank you so much for listening to the show. We couldn't do this without you patrons. You all mean the world to us. Thanks for being here for the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake episode, and we'll see you on the next one. (laughs) 